Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And uh, I don't know what we did, what you did, what what just the great state of Georgia did. I don't know who we did, pissed off. Did someone, I need to know, did someone do something inappropriate on some sort of a ancient burial ground? There has some to kind? have been. Did somebody desecrate, uh-huh. did somebody desecrate some uh-huh. sort of ritualistic burial ground? Had because there is some kind of voodoo. There's some bad mojo happening right now in the in in the basketball team's locker room. Uh, it stinks. It's bad. It's gross, and we need to get rid of it. So I don't know no, what we need not. to do. Uh, but I, I call up a witch doctor because Anthony Edwards needs needs some sort of a an exorcism or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Priest, get a, get a I was going to say that's not a, a that's not a witch doctor. <laughs> that's that's well, called I a priest. Well, I could go either. I could go either way. You don't know which <laughs> you one wanna, it is. Okay. You want to go one way? You want to go another? I don't know. Little, little column A, little column B. I don't know. Put your hands together. Whatever, see which one happens. Whatever gets whatever gets the W's. That's what I'm interested <laughs> that's, in. Okay. That, that's what we call compromise, people. Mm-hmm. Selling mm-hmm. your soul for a W. Uh, yes. Hey, welcome to Locked On Bulldogs. We're glad you're here. And uh, if you couldn't tell, we'll be talking about the basketball team and the new low good god I, why we wrote good god why why we, we did a podcast well we'll get there uh, i think that's why we're here to talk about it uh, well why <laughs> why why would we get there Clint? We, just... we titled our last podcast new low turns out we're just going to hit repeat on that it did, one it didn't last long it the new the long. low of losing to Ole miss did not last long no because we have we've reached a a newer low uh so if you're here to regale yourself in lament well you got two tour guides who have done that road a lot we know Mm -hmm. every nook and cranny of the museum can do it blindfolded and with one hand tied behind her back kind of lament over horrid sportsman's ing sportsman's ing that's 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 what we're here that's what we're here just so we're clear we professionally record our voices speaking into a microphone and you just use the word sportsmanzing it's you know what is it's, the it's best been thing, that kind of night the best it's thing been i can say is night, that's Clint. not the worst thing i've said on this podcast oh lord no. no no that's not the worst thing you've said this week yeah it's only wednesday <laughs> it's only um uh listen if you can't tell by now we are not um even you might be surprised to learn we are native English speakers, but <laughs> sometimes. But but I was educated in America, which we all. I mean, if you want to go on a diatribe of my educational system, give me give me. To the be floor. fair, to be fair, you were educated in California, so to were be, you educated to, well, in America? That's, that's what I'm trying to say. This is what I'm trying to get. That's at. yeah. Um, uh, listen, uh, we are Georgia fans. Um, as proven by the fact that we watched that whole basketball game just now. Oh, it's, it's it's Tuesday night. Um, we record, you know, Wednesday's podcast on Tuesday night. So um, it, we're, it's fresh. It's fresh right now. So we are going to talk about the basketball game. Uh, we're going to talk about some football-related things as well. But we're glad you're here. We assume you're a Georgia fan. Um, if you are, 
and you're new to the show, welcome. This mm-hmm. is what you get. You're mm-hmm. just Georgia fans talking like Georgia fans talk. If you're old to the show, then you know the drill. We appreciate you coming back. Um, our email address, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. You can reach out to us there anytime, and um, uh, we'd love to correspond with you, interact with you on there. If you've got suggestions, ideas, if you've got just things that you want to give your opinion about, uh, weigh in on some of the things that we talk about on the show, uh, we'd love to hear from you there. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast if you are a Twitter type person as well. We'd love to interact with you on there. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out a bunch. You can download the podcast. Tell a friend about the podcast. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review. Yeah. Those things are really helpful for us as well. Uh, we're here every day. You know, um, good days and bad days. We're here on the the highlights and uh, the lowlights. And today, as I said, we're going to get into some football stuff. But we should start with we the basketball because if we There's don't, no I got to get it out of my system. Yeah. I got to get it out of my, and then I got to move on yep. with my life. Yep. Um, uh, Daniel, you said last week we said why watch and you said no 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 here's why you watch the tournament is gone mm-hmm. anthony edwards is here to go make the g logo appear on every network as he gets drafted we're here to see the growth of players that are going to be on next year's team how, how, how'd that go tonight daniel well um the only two players that contributed were anthony edwards and tyree crump <laughs> made oh. an made an appearance Huh. Just just to rub it in our face, I think, Clint. Yeah. Tyree Crump came out and said, you know what, guys? I could have played like this the whole time, Ty- but I just Tyree didn't Crump's want to. Tyree that family member that the whole entire vacation is pouting in the corner and for the last mm-hmm. hour like goes out and buys everybody a round of drinks and is like the life of the party. And you're like, mm-hmm. too little too late, bro. What, what? You're like, where's that, where's that been? Where's this that been, whole, man? This whole time. Um, I This... We were. This game was dynamic. Um, obviously, Severe Wheeler didn't play because of the injury, but the ball was moving. Uh-huh. Shots were going in. I thought Donnell Gresham was playing great early. He was. I thought Tyree Crump was playing well. Um, Jordan Harris, Ty Fagan. It's not. It's not. Um, it shouldn't. It's no secret at this point, it shouldn't be at least, that those are my two favorite players on this team, Jordan Harris and Ty Fagan. I think they're the only two players that consistently hustle on every possession. Uh, And so that's all it takes to become my favorite players on this team. I thought they both played well early. Jordan Harris ended up trying to do too much towards the end. But but Clint, the wheels just, the wheels absolutely fell off this, of, of this team. I would like, for you to understand, Clint, that we scored a bucket uh-huh. with 12 minutes and 12 seconds to go and, in the second half, and that was and that was it. And th- that gave us our 61st point of the game. Oh, from that point on, the final 12 minutes and 12 seconds of the game, Clint, we put we put in eight hmm. points. Hmm. Eight points. The score was sixty-one to forty-three at the twelve-twelve mark in the second half, and this team absolutely shut down offensively yeah. and defensively. Everywhere, Daniel. There wasn't it one was a spot train of, the, wreck. of the team 
in the second half. How many was there a second half total? Something like 27, 28 total for the second half. Twenty-seven points. Twenty-seven points in yeah. the second half. Yeah, it was gross. Uh, here's here's the one takeaway I'll say. Talk about growth. No players that are playing next year grew this game, but some something showed me. Tom Crean showed me that the dynamic ability is there in the coach with this team. Now we just need the players to come along with it. The system can be dynamic. The players need to step up. Is what it showed yeah, me. Yeah, I don't bit. think there was. That, I don't think there was ever any doubt the system. Well, well certain can be Daniel. dynamic, but um, can I ask an honest question? Sure. And this is not intended. I'm not. You know, you, if you're a listener to this podcast, you know that we're not trying to be get on here and be mean spirited at any point. We like to have some lighthearted fun. We occasionally like to take a jab at a, at a kid named Trevor. Hey, Trevor. By the um, way, by the way, uh, UGA Ray has yet to respond to my request to confirm. You have I you have direct messaged him multiple times, though. Yes. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Okay. Well, we're trying to get him on the show, guys. Don't worry. We're trying to we're trying to reach out. Special guest appearance. Um, we're hoping we're hoping that you can hear the washing machine in the back. As, he doesn't. He can't. As, he can't divulge his location. Otherwise, the hater yeah, would have to show up at his house and and murder him. Apparently, he's in the bunker. He's in the. He's in his mom's basement, guys. So he's quite literally he, in the bunker. He can't divulge his mom's. His mom's location. No, that's unfair that's, to her. That's, well, it is unfair to her. No one wants a, to be associated. Listen, we're not here. We're not here to say mean things about people. But honest question time. Okay. What is wrong with Christian Brown physically? Physically, like, I'm talking about like, as like a not even not even as a basketball player, no. Clint. I'm I'm trying to say this man, this man just running up and down the court. Looks like a drunk guy trying to learn how to river dance. Like, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Michael Flatley out oh, here, Lord of the Dance, just 17 drinks in, and trying to put on a show for for people in his living room. And that's what Christian Brown. I looks don't know like Christian Brown's heritage. The- I don't understand, but I don't think he's Irish. I don't think he's holding those 17 drinks like like Flatley it is. Does, it does not. It, he does not seem to be Irish, nope. but he 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 does seem like his arms and legs move completely independently <laughs> of each other and completely independently of the rest of his body. Also, physics, Am I wrong? Physics thrown out the window as it pertains to his his body moving through the air and gravity. Yeah, Daniel, he I, is all I, I don't know forearms and calves. Like he's not like I don't know if he has a torso. He just mm. is all arms and legs running up and down the court. But no hands, apparently. I don't no. know. Christian, Christian Brown is... You under, you realize that Christian Brown is like the eighth highest rated prospect to ever sign at the University of Georgia. Uh, I do. I do. Ever. I, so, you know, Daniel, this just your, your annual reminder that rating experts aren't always right. Late, let's hope, here's to hoping he's a late bloomer. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hoping for. We're, I'm we're hoping, hoping for the ugly duckling. Uh, that he really fills out this coming okay. year and just something something happens. All right, we have to be done talking yeah. about the basketball team. Uh, we, we'll talk more maybe later in the week, getting ready for Saturday's game. I don't know. I'm still a Georgia fan. I'm still going to watch UJ basketball. But, God, it's bad. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Daniel, some intriguing news. Okay, I like news. Well, I like news. And this, this by news, it, because we're entering the season of, uh, if you thought crystal ball predictions were wildly inaccurate, 
Um, mm-hmm. Wait until mock draft season. Mm, uh, for, I love mock draft season. By the way, I don't know why nobody on planet Earth... Well, I do know why, because it, it would be just mind-numbingly awful. I don't know why nobody's put percentage next to people who have made mock drafts to see how accurate you are on any of these mock drafts for your entire career. Like, can you believe there's a career out there just throwing darts up against a board that you don't know what the target is blindfolded yep. and yeah, on we're talking about We're talking about like a like 5% accurate would be the winner. That'd be the winner, correct. Of of this uh, but, of this profession. But yeah, quote, quote, unquote. But a couple of people this last week, and this was sent to us by one of our Twitter followers, so thank you so much for the suggestion. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, hello to the first round projection. Where in the world, Daniel, did this come from? Uh, not from the tape. No. Uh, you <sighs> and I are on record as saying we wouldn't take a flyer on this kid. I'd be, and I'm a Georgia fan. And we, like, I don't, right. If there was anybody, it'd be us. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't look to be 100% fair. I did not look and to see what the, um, what sort, what source it was, who, who it was that had the, uh, Isaiah Wilson in the first round. But I, I'll just say this. I, it, Isaiah Wilson looks like a first round pick. And that is the end of the list of reasons why Isaiah Wilson should be considered to be a first-round pick. I don't. Andrew Thomas is a first-round draft pick. Um, DeAndre Swift is a first-round draft pick. Um, But that's uh, Isaiah Wilson is not a first-round draft pick. Uh, by By my calculations, Clint. Unless I'm missing something. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what people are seeing, but I'm not seeing it. No, I don't think you're missing out on that much at all, Daniel. Uh, I don't know exactly what's happening. You're right. He looks like it. He has all the physical, the measurables, which I guess come combine season. We always see somebody shoot up the boards. So when he gets that wingspan out there, if he does well in some jump, if his 40s good, if he you know bench press all that good stuff, I guess he can move on up. Um, but Daniel, what? What does this tell us? The, what does this fact re- tell us about last year's team? That's the real question. Is we're now talking about if we assume can can we assume that Isaiah Wilson is going to be picked in the first or second round of the draft? We can definitely so, assume that. So now we're looking at four offensive players uh-huh. for the University of Georgia playing four premium positions. Yeah, quarterback. Running back, left tackle, and right tackle. And we're not talking about center or third down back. Or tight end. We're talking about premium positions on the offense. Four players potentially being drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. We're talking first two rounds of the NFL draft. That's big time, big time draft. Absolutely. Big time players getting, Absolutely. getting taken. Clint, the offense last year was terrible. I don't know if you recall. Couldn't move the ball in crucial situations. So what are we to make of the fact that that there's apparently there was this much talent and and the offense was that bad? What, what, what are we supposed to do with that as Georgia fans? Okay, take one. Here's, here's Georgia fans' take one. 
James Coley and Sam Petman were that bad of coaches. Take one. Okay. That is okay. Okay. All right. Take two. Okay. Uh, nobody gave a rat's backside and did not want to hustle and play. You're talking about of the of, of, the, of the players of the players, correct? So, so well, take, I don't think I'm in on that take. Take one, blame the that... coaches. Yeah, right. Take two, blame the players. Uh, or take. Well, you... Go ahead. What? No, take take two, blame the players. What? What about that take? I don't. I don't. I. I think the. I think the players' effort was not the problem. No, I. I agree for sure. I agree. I think. I think I'm much more likely to blame the scheme. But are we really? It just feels like we're setting ourselves up uh-huh. too much as Georgia fans to say, throw all this on James Coley. Look at all the talent that we've wasted. James Coley was apparently just that bad as the offensive coordinator. But, but isn't it? Isn't that what it is? <laughs> well, the third option is these players aren't as good as we're making them to be. We're we're basically thinking lotto ticket, and we're. We're looking at you know a gravestone and painting it. We're, we're talking about dead things that are alive uh, with the players. They're not that talented, but but I think I want to sit with option one, Daniel. I think that's the truth I, of the matter. I'm going to say something, and you're you're going to hate it, and our listeners are going to hate it, and it is not going to go over well. But I've been thinking it all day. Okay, and I feel like I just need to get it out there. If there are two first-round draft pick, at least in anyone's eyes, <laughs> first-round draft pick offensive lineman on this team mm-hmm. coming out, not to mention Solomon Kinley, who will get drafted, the, the, other, the plethora of talent. We could go on and on and on. Plethora of talent on the offensive line. Is it, is it time to consider... That maybe DeAndre Swift is not that good. Oh, Daniel. I just here's here's I just I just think it bears a conversation. What happened? What, if because there has to be an explanation. There has to be, and you could say O lineman didn't open any creases, didn't open any holes. That can't be totally. Maybe what we're saying is two years ago, when he put a foot in the ground and went forty yards in a big mm-hmm. game, was his highlight for his entire talent career. That that would be a crying shame if that was the truth, Daniel. It, it, well, it would be. It's not It's not really – it's all the same to us now. I mean, he's gone. And That's it's, true. And it's – in terms of the University of Georgia, it's gone. But, I mean, he, he had 1,218 yards this year, the most he's had in his career. His yards per carry were 6.2 as opposed I mean down from 6.4 last year down mm-hmm. from 7.6 his freshman year but I mean 6.4 and 6.2 that's pretty that's pretty close to the same um yeah I just the explosive plays though from DeAndre Swift weren't really there this year I don't know I don't know I'm talking myself out of it even as I say it 
I think I'm just going to blame James Coley there and I'm going to put there my head go. firmly into the sand and I'm going to believe that everything is now fixed. Yep, it Todd is. Todd Munkin is the savior. He's a hero. Come on. Surely everyone won't hate him no. two, two games into no. his UGA career. Surely we won't be sitting at a Georgia game this coming season with some drunk idiot behind oh, us gosh, that guy was yelling such a profanity at Todd Munkin. Surely that won't be the case, Clint. Nope. Won't be. No. That's that's the Georgia fan I know and love in you, Daniel. Speaking of yeah. running backs, we're going to talk about running backs for next year. Daniel, running back is a high priority or a low priority at UGA? Well, we don't run the ball anymore. We throw it every down. Oh, now. that's right. So, so <clears throat> Todd, doesn't Munkin, Todd Munkin's newest uh, new air raid system. Uh, no, it's a, it's a huge premium position, and uh, whether he was awesome, like he probably was, or not so awesome, like I just made you angry by suggesting, uh, DeAndre Swift is gone, one way or another. Correct. Uh, well, Brian Harrion is by gone. One way. They're both well, they're both gone way. by the one. They're way. both gone the same way. It's the door. <laughs> it's the door to the football facility to go just... to the draft. That's that's how they mm-hmm. both have left. So Brian Harry and DeAndre Swift are gone, and now that leaves us back to our uh, series of segments mm-hmm. where we um, are going to talk about our most important player at each position on the football team next year, and today is running back. Most important player, not not who you think is the best. No, no. Um, not who you think is the most valuable, but who you consider to be the most important but based on any criteria that you choose. Clint, I'm going to give you the honors. Who are you going with in this very crowded, maybe not so maybe, crowded, maybe not crowded backfield? Daniel, yeah, I was just going to say, maybe not so crowded. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come as a little bit of a shock, Daniel. The most important player is Zeus for this running back, running back group. Oh. I, I know. Because you, you are on record, on record as saying, and I quote, Please do. I hate him, he's trash, <laughs> I will never cheer for him in my entire life. Uh, End quote. Yeah, man. I didn't I didn't realize the offensive coordinator uh, reality was then thrown onto co, co-podcast that's, partner. Is that how this that's works? What the well? drunk, that's what the drunk guy behind us at the Georgia game thought you said. <laughs> yes. So if it was not, uh, look, this, it's, for, for the record, I love Zeus, love his story. I think he's talented. I do question if Kenny is not more talented or would be better suited to lead and tote the rock more until Zeus figures out how to pick his head up and find the lane by using vision. That's my that's my critique of him. But Zeus is the most important because of this. It seems like uh, everybody loves this kid, and it seems like we're going to keep on giving him the rock. It doesn't seem like his play of 3.3 yards per carry is going to stop that fact from happening. Uh, so he better perform well. And this, I'll, I'll, I'll go a step further. I think Cook and Kenny are going to have good years. If the floor for Zeus, that's what's most important. If Zeus's floor is mm-hmm. higher than, than what I think it is, then we're going to be fine. He's going to elevate everything else up. He's going to be the steady rock that, that keeps this kind of beat going. Uh, and the other guys will add their, like, sprinkle in their seasoning here and there. Uh, but it all comes down to Zeus. And can he get the the necessary yards to keep the offense uh on pace clint i am going with kendall freaking milton i am going off the radar my most important running back of the 2020 season for the georgia bulldogs 
is none other than the five star, not four, yet four star, on, not yet on campus. Well, by, based on some recruiting services, he's got he's got that fifth star. I think star. he's going, five star. Uh, you go with where you go with the one that looks the best. We're going to get to that segment, I think, tomorrow. On we the show. are actually. Um, <laughs> Kendall Milton, the five uh, from from over in your neck of the woods, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, California kid, coming in, um, uh, big body, big old physical cat. back, Whew. just a just a big imposing looking figure. Um, you know why I'm going with Kendall Milton here as my most important player? Now, do am I saying I think he's going to start? Am I saying I think he's going to lead the team in rushing? Am I saying I think he's even going to get a a decent number of carries? No, I'm not saying any of those things. But um, Zamir White exceeded your expectations or left a sour taste in your mouth so far in his career? Well, I think it's safe to say everybody knows where I sit on that. How about James Cook? Exceeded your expectations? <laughs> Considering I was hoping the, the transfer portal kind of just sucked him up <laughs> in his career. Zach Evans, let's just go ahead and project. If he comes to Georgia, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. that boy going to get in a fight in the parking lot with somebody and get suspended before he even plays again. I don't know what's going to happen Zach, to just Zach give Evans. Me, let me give you a word of advice right now. Don't pick on Jorge. He will, he will win. Uh, I know that you love Kenny McIntosh more than any one person should should care about any other person. But yes. I need some excitement okay. in this running back room, Clint. And Kendall Milton is my chance for some excitement, for some juice, for some giddy up and go. I need somebody who's going to come in here and take the bull by the horns and give me a Nick Chubb freshman, Todd Ooh, Gurley don't, freshman don't do that to me. moment. No, no, no. I'm just saying... I'm not saying be that kind of player. I'm saying give me a moment like those guys did as freshmen when they came in the game and you were like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Who's this guy? What's he about? Because this guy looks different. Uh, dare I say, like DeAndre Swift used to look when he came into the game. I know they're different players. They have different skills. But I need somebody who's going to wow me as a freshman in the running back position. And that's why I think Kendall Milton's my most important player. He is going to get some snaps. There's not... Oh, There's not guaranteed. that many people. There's not that many people. Uh, and so if I need him to take advantage of those snaps, even if they are the third or fourth most on the team. I don't care. I need him to take advantage of those snaps when he gets them uh, because I need some excitement in my life. If he makes me feel the way that Nick Chubb did against Missouri, I, well, we'll, we'll be just I, fine. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to get 38 carries in a game <laughs> this year. So if I had to bet. He ran the ball every <laughs> single down. That's right. He's the boss Bailey of running back. Yes. Uh, hey, we're going to be back tomorrow to talk about uh, most important player on the offensive line, talk about some recruiting uh, segments or recruiting uh, rankings, and then get to a segment given to us by one of our, our fans. So uh, we'll be back for that tomorrow, and we'll be here every week on Locked on Bulldogs. See ya.